Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen forevermore. So we're going to look at that. The last week of this month is men's convention. And we'll be going into all this. What business should you focus at? What can you do? Which area is the money going? Money never disappears in the world. It only moves from one hand to the other. How can you position yourself? Where to go? What to put your money so that when everything falls upside down, your money is intact and it does not lose value. We're going to look at that. Uh, during the men's convention, the, la- the last week of this month is 25, is it 25th? 25th of June to 1st of July. Every evening we will be here digging deep. Because you, say, you know, Christians pray, 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 pray. But what you have been studying in the book of Proverbs said that get knowledge. It's not just prayer, 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 prayer. If you pray, 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 and you don't get knowledge, it's a waste. You wasted your, your words. And he said, get understanding. And then he says that, I am your wisdom. Amen? So we will make sure that we will not be beaten about the bush. All right. Now, I want to preach. Amen. Today, I will continue on the topic I started two Sundays ago. Deception in the last days. Satanic deception in the last days. The satanic deception in the last days. Now, can I say that before we go into the satanic deception in the last days, I spent two months teaching you about spell. The difference between spell and curse. And I showed you from the scripture, Numbers 22 to 25, that a Christian cannot be cursed. Especially 23 verse 19. And uh, if you look at the whole stories of that scripture, it shows us that a Christian cannot be cursed. But a Christian can be, can be spelled. And we discover that the definition of curse is to put affliction on somebody else But definition of spell is to manipulate the mind of another person so that his action is no more his own. That is spell. And we recognize from Galatians chapter 3 verse 1 that a Christian can be spelled. Because Paul said to the people of Galatians, Oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? And from Hosea 5, he says, I will destroy the witchcraft and the spell. So we recognize the fact that Christians can be bewitched, which means they can be spelled. And indeed, many Christians are spelled. Yes? From all what we have looked at, we summarily looked at the first spell, you know, which was in heaven. In the book of Revelation chapter 12, from verse 1 to verse 6, when Satan swept one third of the stars of heaven with his tail, the details of the, that is in the book of Isaiah, chapter 14, from verse 12, which talks about how Satan spelled other angels, and then they were cast out to the earth, and they lost their place. And I told you that Satan did not tell, the, the angel did not know that Satan was going to rule over them until after the offer. Now, 
we looked at also the word spell. In application to the first person that was spelled, the Bible was Adam. Eve, really, and Eve and Adam. And the reason I'm saying this is because I ended up my lecture teaching you about this thing of spell is deception. This thing of spell is deception. If you watch our TV program yesterday, that's what's on, pro- on program. Now, this is how deception came. God, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, God's ultimate intention, I call that. God said, let us make man our own image in our likeness and let them rule. Okay? And then in chapter, in chapter 1, verse 27, it says, God's intention fulfilled. And God created them male and female. So, male and female was created in God's image, in God's likeness. Now, how could then it be that in chapter 3, Satan went to Eve and told Eve, if you do this, you will be like God. Hello? Come on now. Because God created us in his image, and Satan said that God knows that you will become like him. He told Eve, God knows that if you eat that fruit, you become like him. I, 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 I just want to rush over the summary so that you can understand where we're going today. So Eve was deceived because Eve was already created like God. But Satan deceived her that she wasn't really. What God said that he did about you is not really true. And if you look at the basis of that is deception. That is this thing of spell. And then Satan got Eve to do what he wanted. And Eve lost her place. Same thing with Sarah in the introduction of Ishmael that was born through the slave girl. The same thing with the most notorious one, Samson. Chapter 16 of Judges. Where Samson, Delilah told Samson, tell me the secret of your power so that I can kill you. <coughs> Haven't told him that. Three times he lied. And the fourth time, she wearied his soul to death. And because of love, they said, the Bible says, because of love, you don't love me, you don't love me, you don't love me. The guy gave his life out and he lost his eyes, gushed out. Okay? Now, we looked at Solomon as well, which is a very good character I don't want us to miss out, miss out from. Solomon, God appeared to him twice, no matter how much a man is anointed. Haven't God appeared to Solomon two times? And Solomon made a vow not to serve another God. And David told Solomon in, 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 in Deuteronomy, in sorry, First Corinthians, First Chronicles, chapter twenty-eight, verse nine down, uh, twenty-nine from verse eight down. He said to Solomon that, "Look, acknowledge the God of your father, serving with whole heart devotion, isn't it?" And he said to him that if you serve him, you 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 know. If you, if you listen to him and you serve him, he said, you'll always have God there. But if you reject him, he will reject you forever. Now, I haven't done David, uh, given this legacy to Solomon. All right? 28.9. It says, and you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches every, th- every heart and understands every motive behind the thoughts if you seek him, you will find him. 
He will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will reject you. Now, haven't David given that, handed over to his son Solomon? And his son at the beginning was faithful, yes. And then God appeared to him. And his son, after some time, began to derail from God. And God rejected him. And he died in the shrine. If you look at Solomon, if you look at Samson, it is woman who wrecked them. If you look at Adam, it is woman who wrecked Adam. Now, I have said this to you now, that if you look at today also, the same trend happens with Christians. Anytime Satan makes a Christian to take an opinion contrary to the scripture, you have been spelled. Now, before we go on now, the sting of spell is deception. That is what the devil uses to oppress spell is deception. And in the, in, the, in the sphere of deception, I told you there are three kinds of deception. One, self-deception. Two, deceiving other people. And three, deceiving God. And I gave you these acronyms. Don't deceive yourself. Don't deceive others. Don't deceive God. We will talk about that towards the end of my meeting. Because at the end of this lecture, I will bring together spell and deception and we will see how Christians must not give their life out or their day out to deception. Because a person who is deceived is the only one who suffers. Can I just give you this as a benchmark? Do you know that God does not judge anybody today? No, God don't judge people. He has, the Bible says God has appointed a day for his judgment, and he cannot repent. But people are still going under judgment today. How do people go under judgment? Satan knows that he cannot curse a Christian. It's not going to work. God won't permit it. But, therefore, he can spell a Christian. He can introduce thoughts into your mind. And if you are not a Christian who is very, very uh, conscious of yourself and God, you will have accepted that thought, and those thoughts become stronghold, and lies will become true to you. And when that happens to you, you begin to operate according to your thinking, which came from Satan. Now let me help you know this. When God created the heavens and the earth, he established laws. And we've gone through a lot of scriptures about this. Romans, 1, uh, Romans 8, 1 tells you, The law of spirit of life set us free from the law of sin. So there is law of spirit that leads to life. There is law of sin that leads to death. So God has set the laws and God has set the consequences of the law already. And one of the things you can understand is in the, in the matter of Sodom and Gomorrah, if you read that scripture very well, God said, you know, to Abraham, the cry of the ground has come up to us. And we're going to check whether what the cry is, is so. Yes? Okay. The same thing when King King Abel. He said, the blood of your brother is crying to me. Yes? So, and then the retribute came, but God still showed mercy. And marked him so that he would not be killed. 
So, when a Christian, therefore, gives himself to a deception of the devil, you will trigger the punishment appropriate to that deception. God is not the one punishing you. God has set it. If you do this, this will happen to you. Same thing with blessing. God is not just blessing anybody. He has set it. If you obey this, you trigger this blessing. If you do that, you trigger this blessing. If you don't do it, you can never trigger. You can never pray those things to be. Things that you need to, to, to attain by a conduct, you can never pray them to happen. That is the dilemma of many Christians. Because they think everything is prayer. Everything is not prayer. There is obedience. There is covenant. There is contract. There is a deal between you and God. Which if you don't fulfill the deal, no matter how much you fast and pray, God will not even answer you. And that's why some Christians went to fast, long fast, and they died. Fasting. Listen to me, therefore. So, the consequence of your sin or contravention of the laws of God is triggered by your acts. Once your act reaches a particular measure, according to the standard measure of God, it triggers the appropriate consequence. And that's the reason why Christians suffer. And many Christians, they'll be telling you that it is your family, your enemy somewhere, uh, you know, and stuff like that. It's a lie of the devil. I was, I was watching television yesterday. I don't always watch a Christian channel, but I just, after our program, I saw a, a person talking. I said, let me listen to this one. And then after I listened to that one, I saw another one showed up. I said, let me listen to this. And the man began to say that, you know, people need, people need to know this. There are some people in their family, they have a pattern. Somebody, there is a story that, you know, is said about a family, the grandfather went to jail. Uh, the great-grandfather went to jail, the grandfather went to jail, the father went to jail, and the boy is in jail. And he said, you need to deal with the pattern. Hello? You know that the first one looks true. It's a fact. But the conclusion is fallacy. Foolish is the person who believes it. And he said that he brought somebody to come and give testimony who said that a man of God read something about, about Moses that he spent 120 years and then in his own family they die at 40 and he, he told the Lord that I make a covenant with you, I will not die at 40. And then when he was 40, he was having fear of death after covenant. Hello? <laughs> he said he was having fear of death, but he overcame death, he didn't die at 40. But the fact is this, the man of God who said that died young himself. You need to have understanding this. Salvation is the key to freedom from satanic powers. Full stop. All your gymnastics don't count. Jesus paid for a ransom with his blood. Prima facie. Eh? Applicable at all times. And if a man therefore is in Christ Jesus, is a new creation applied. Hmm? God deliver us from the curse of the law because we are seed of Abraham. Okay? In the sense that anyone who has faith in Jesus Christ has crossed from death to life. No witch, no wizard, no necromancer, no demon. It does not matter what their names are. They cannot touch you. 
God won kings concerning them, saying, Touch not God's anointed and make God's prophet no harm. So all the myth that many of us developed in, the, in our growing up in our, in our tribe and stuff, especially Yoruba tribe. God deliver Yorubas. I'm from that tribe and I can say it. Let me tell you this. All those myths are from Ifa and they are from the devil. But the Bible is true to letter. If anybody claims to be in Christ and his life is not in line with what Jesus said, he should watch his own life. He's not following the pattern Christ said. It's the only pattern you find in Jesus. Someone died in your family. If, if, someone, if they die at 14 in your family, what's your business? They die. They like to die, they die. Yes. If you are not a robber, you cannot be called a thief. Is that correct? Can you call the owner of a substance thief from who something was stolen? Is it possible? Come on now, therefore. There is no such pattern. Once you are in Christ Jesus, you are a new creation. Curses, generational curses cease instantly from the day you said yes to Jesus. If the name of Jesus cannot, the blood of Jesus cannot cancel that, woe to the man who say he can cancel it. My father was a wizard. Am I cursed? Or do I look like one? Huh? Do I? <laughs> My Lord. Apostle Williams, do I look like cursed? Well, maybe last week I got 67 in my last assignment. And I, did, I got 67 because I was not vigilant. Yes, I got 67 because the first page of the assignment I didn't read. And it tells us that put your, your write your uh, student number in every page. And I didn't do that. Because, you know, sometimes when you buy television, and as long as it's Sony, you think that it is like the story that you had the story before. You just go ahead and start trickling it. Not knowing that a manual is for reading. Amen. So for me, I was going for the, for the assignment, not for the preambles. And the preambles dropped me from over 70 to 67. But I have learned this one. I wrote even, if possible, I could have written it on top and the bottom of every page. <laughs> that, that, this one that I just submitted, I must come out with my normal marks, you know. Over at least distinction as you have right through. Same thing with God. You operate God by the word of God. You disobey the word of God, you suffer. And you can't blame Satan for it because it is your decision. Now, deception of the devil in the last days. Now, Jesus said in the book of Matthew 24 verse 4, Watch out that you are not deceived. Matthew 24 verse 4, Watch out that you are not deceived. Yes? Now, the two Sundays ago, I told you there are four. There are four areas of deception that are very pronounced in the Bible. Number one, false messiahs. Matthew 24, 5. The second area of deception of Satan, that is satanic deception in the last, last days. Deceiving and seducing spirits or things taught by demons, demonic teachings. And that is First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Four major areas of deception in the last days. Satanic deception. 
One, Jesus said it false messiahs. Matthew 5, uh, 24, 5. He says, For many will come in my name claiming I am the Christ and will deceive many. All right? The second deception is deceiving spirits or seducing spirits and things taught by demons. First Timothy 4, 1. He says, in the last days, many will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. The third deception is false teachers. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 1 to verse 6. He says, there were false prophets among you. There were false prophets among them as there will be false teachers among you. False teachers. Number four. Secularism, which is the most powerful tool in the hand of Lucifer. Secularism. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to verse 9. Secularism. Now, let me take the first Messiah again. In the book of Matthew 24, verse 5, after Jesus said, Watch out that you're not deceiving, verse 4. He says, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Christ, and will deceive many. Many Christians will be deceived in this time. Or some Christians. If you look at further, Jesus said in Matthew 24, the same 24, verse 24. For false Christ and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and miracles or wonders to deceive even the elect, if that were possible. And I say something to you. When you look at television and you see a minister and he's praying and people are wiggling like that. Why do you keep on looking at that? You have been fooled. You have been totally deceived. That man, watch what comes out of him. Nothing. Nothing that can instruct your heart. Nothing that can add to your mental. Because as the manifestation, it is the brain of the minister. When you come to television, you are not to come to television to, to mess up the gospel. It is, an, it is a privilege that some people will sit down and hear once and they will never hear anymore. To come and be showing people who are stupid and useless wiggling. I was preaching in the church in Lagos. <laughs> Of people falling and they put that on television, how foolish it is. I lay hands on people and somebody stood in the middle. Before I got to her, she went down. She fell as if she was slain. Hmm? I always say to them that when I'm ministering, don't fall. Because the Bible says that you should stand. And it says do everything to stand. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm therefore. So when I got to her, she, she, she fell. I stood. Because she doesn't know that I'm a prophet. I stood and I said, wake her up. Get up, get up, get up. I haven't laid hands on you. What are you falling for? You know, some people believe that if people fall in their meeting, that acclaims some power to them. That is how foolish it is. When people put such things on television, what do you want to tell people? You want to tell people that you have some power to make people fall or what? I don't think anybody who is sensible wants to go to where they are falling. Where are other places where they are standing and moving ahead? You are falling. 
Get up. Why did I say so? I saw that she was occultic. I could see the spirit in her. And I saw that the spirit in her is not that she was demonically oppressed. Okay? But she is a cult member who had joined the church and become the head usher. All ushers listened to her. And the pastor prays are really in the room. Before I came down, she was the one who did my tea. Served me tea. And from there, I've seen her. Jesus said to Nathaniel, did I not see you under the tree? So, to come to my prayer line then, when I saw her, she served me tea. No problem. She didn't harm me. That's why I left her to go alone. To go away free. Because if you don't trouble me, why will I trouble you? Jesus came to church. He saw a demon possessed. He didn't do anything until the demon shouted. He commanded to carry out. So, I now said, open, she was behaving as if she's, she's uh, drawn. I shook her. I said, open your eyes. <laughs> and I told her, I want to lay my hands on you. So prepare yourself as a woman. Then she knew she was in trouble. The bishop who was with me didn't see anything. He doesn't know what I'm talking about. And he was saying behind me, that's our chief usher. That's his healing line I call people to come out. So when I lay my hands on her head, the rest is story. All the demons in her began to manifest. I just told them, carry is your casualty. I finished with her and I moved to other people. There is no power I claim to any man by putting people on television who have been humiliated and who have been mesmerized. People who don't truly represent the, the, the trueness of who Christ is. Shaking and wiggling and rolling on the floor. The house of God is not a place to come and destroy the floor and be rolling all over the whole place. That's not the house of God. When Jesus cast demon out in the house, did you hear that he rolled? No, he cast the demon out and the man was healed and he sat him down and preached the word of God to him. You must be very careful. Jesus said many will come in my name. They will perform miraculous signs and wonders and to deceive the elect. I can tell you many more. In this very deception in the church is 2 Timothy chapter 12, chapter 2, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1 to 12. You know, that one I dealt with it very well. Let me just read it through. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1 to 12. You know, I don't, I don't have problem with uh, uh, casting out demons, but I have problem with anybody who calls himself deliverance minister. Because the first thing I ask you is, can you see? Are you able to see? Can, you, can I bring people before you and you tell me the one possess and the one is not possess? If you cannot do that, go away. You are not deliverance minister. Because if God will cast demons through you and empower you, the first thing he gives you is the sight to see them. Okay? So that you don't go and attack an innocent man and accuse them falsely that they have demons. Many of these deliverance ministers do that. I have seen marriages broken because a deliverance minister called a woman, you know, possessed. And the woman has nothing. In London here, it happened. It happened in Nigeria too. They brought the woman to me after the marriage had been on the rock for 90 days, 3 months. And the woman said that, look, I don't have anything, I don't have anything. But this man of God so-called said, you know, she just pulled the woman's hair from the back. 
and said, you have snake, 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 snake. And the woman fell. A woman who was watch, listening as you are listening to me like this, and I walked towards you, and I walked past you, you will have no reason to look back. And when I was coming back, I just pulled the hair of the woman sitting down, looking forward. That woman will suffer shock. Okay? Doctors can analyze to you how hair can dismember the whole of your central nervous system. I have some sense about it. If it's pulled suddenly. And that minister said, demon, demon, demon. And that man, from that day, the, gotten, the man said, that, tell me who you really are. The woman said, I've been with you all my life. I'm nothing. I'm born again. The man said no. The husband said no. And there was a problem in that family. They can't sleep together. The man can't trust his wife anymore. The wife he has married for a long time. When he married the woman, he was, he was a poor rat. Now he's rich. Now the woman is a demon because a stupid man who, who is a counterfeit minister of God, purportedly a deliverance minister, said your wife is demonized. And when they brought the case to me, I looked at the woman and I said, Really, before they sat down, they came into my room. And when they came into my room to come and see me, the Lord told me the issue. And I said to the man, young man, your wife has no demon. They watch me on television. They are not members of CFT. The man said, that is why I come to you. I say, yeah, that's why God is speaking to you too. You were deceived by a man. This is an angel you married. The man broke down in tears. If anybody says a deliverance minister, tell him that, can you see any demon here first? If you can't see one, tell him to get out. Because deliverance ministry works with discernment so that we don't charge at the wrong prey. I would get there now. I believe in casting out demons. I don't believe in deliverance ministry. Concerning the things, the coming of the Lord... Paul said, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, and about being gathered to him. We ask you, brothers, not to become easily unsettled or alarmed by some prophecies, report or letters supposed to have come from us, saying that the day of the Lord has already come. Yes, the next verse, please. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way. Underline that in your diary. Anybody who does something contrary to what Jesus or the apostles have done, don't follow them to do it. Did you see me do anything like that? Have you seen me sold oil before? When I'm not oil minister. Minister for oil resources. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you will never see any of my pastors all over the world sell oil. Or ask you to pay a seat for the anointing. Which anointing? As if anointing is manufactured from uh, uh, palm kernel, <laughs> which you plant in your field. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wow. Don't be deceived anyhow for any reason. Look at what it says here. For the day will come, will not come, until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed. Rebellion will occur, the man of lawlessness will be revealed. The man doomed to destruction. Let's go further. He will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called God. Look at this. Or is worshipped so that he sets himself up in God's temple, proclaiming himself to be God. 
a time will come for this. We'll talk about that when I talk about the coming of the Lord. But here I want us to look for the more things. Don't you remember that when I was with you, I used to tell you these things. And now you, you know what is holding him back so that he may be revealed at the proper time. And that is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. <laughs> No matter what the name of a demon is, anybody who just accepted Jesus right now can bind him. You don't need to fast for it. Once you are mad with the blood, you can... I, I, if I... We don't have much time. A young Christian who just goes... An alcoholic, a prostitute, who entered this place now, and I preached, and she cried. She came to this pulpit, and I lay hands on her. She accepted Jesus Christ, repented of her sin. If I take her to where the, the most wicked people in Ijebuland is, you know Ijebuland, you will know it. They can't touch her. Really, if she rebuke them in the name of Jesus, their powers will become nonsense. Talk less you who have known Jesus for a long time. They don't need to fast for that. This, the, verse 6, I'm talking about, now you know what is holding him, I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God enters into a man. He's in, he is, God is inside him. And when he speaks in the name of Jesus, God acts. Not by fasting, but by faith in the name. Acts chapter 3. When the man at the beautiful gate was healed, and the people gathered, Paul, uh, Peter said, Don't you think it's by our own power or cleanliness that this man has been healed? Not by our own anointing. Nobody's anointing heal anybody under heaven. Listen to me. I am telling you because I have seen miracles in my, my ministry up till now. Across miracle line, dead bodies raised in my ministry, lame walk blind see. And yet I'm telling you, it is not by my anointing, it is the faith in the name of Jesus, like Peter said, my brother, that healed the sick. So woe to he that says he's anointed. They will not see Christ face to face. Holy Spirit is the one that deters the beasts, the Antichrist. He cannot appear. Unless he is taken away. The next verse says, For the secret power of lawlessness is already at work. But the one who holds it back will continue to do so, which is the Holy Spirit, until it is taken away. Hello, somebody. Will you be here after the Holy Ghost has gone? Come on, answer me. Will you be here? So which means the man of lawlessness cannot manifest until we are gone. Evidence. Some people, somebody wrote me exegesis of doxology. Tell <laughs> whether it's doxology or nonsensical. He, talk, he was telling me that I should tell my church that, you know, we will not be here during the great tribulation. So I should tell them that some people say we will not be here. Some people say we will be here. When the Antichrist is here, we will not be here. It is after the Antichrist we will be raptured. I didn't answer him. I said, you may be here. I will have gone. 
You and the people you believe. Those who believe you can be here. If Holy Ghost leave this planet, Alfred is gone. Goodbye, world. I am gone. Goodbye, world. I am gone. It's the Holy Ghost and power. He has set me free. Goodbye, world. Goodbye, world. I am gone. When the one that hinders the lawless man goes, I go. Everyone who believes in the name of the Lord Jesus will have gone. Look at what it says here. But the one, verse 7, please. But the one who now holds it back will continue to do so and is taken away. But the secret power of the lawless one is already working, even in church as well. In Christians, anybody lawless, it is the spirit of lawlessness that is working in you. That doesn't mean you are not born again. What that means is that you make your life more ridiculous, you know. Because you remember what I told you about the justice, jurisprudence of God. You commit it, the consequence has been set. You trigger it, and God cannot help you, but you have to pay for it. No matter, uh, the, the way you lay, lay your mat, you sleep on it. Whatsoever a man sows, that he reaps. Yeah? Your prayer will not stop your harvest. Hmm? It's only repentance that can mitigate. It can't stop it, but it can mitigate. For the soul that's in it, it shall die. That is God's jurisprudence. Now l- listen to this one. For the secret power of lawless, lawless is already at work. L- next verse, please. And then the lawless one will be revealed when the Lord Jesus will overthrow him with the breath of his mouth. That has to do with uh, 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 the book of Second Peter 3. And destroy the splendor. We'll talk about that some other time. But understand what we are looking at right now, up to now, is deception, satanic deception in the last days. And we are just looking at the first deception, which is false messiahs and the power of the lawless man. Let me quickly introduce you to the second one. And the second one is where I will stop today and we'll go further next week. The second deception of the last days is deceiving and seducing spirits. Deceiving and seducing spirits. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. The Spirit clearly says that in the last time or last days, some will abandon the faith, underline the word the faith. And they will follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Now listen to me. I, both of us can agree on this. If the Bible says some will abandon the faith, it's talking about the Christian faith, not the faith by which you operate in signs and wonders or you receive blessing from God. The faith. That is faith personified. But when they abandon the faith, they must have a faith which the devil will give to them. Because every man must have a faith. It's either you have the faith or you have a faith. And so when you abandon the faith, the devil will give you a faith. Now listen to this. It says that they will follow two things. Deceiving spirits, 
and also demonic teachings. Now we have looked for two months on spell against Christians. And we have looked at how human mind is being spelled. It is your mind that is spelled by the devil. And how many Christians have received a lot of thoughts from Satan today that even in churches they do uh, occultic things in churches and the thought is right. Can you imagine, you know, me to call you for night vigil to go and bring a comedian to a vigil? Is that from Holy Spirit? Is it for comedy that we come to vigil? Is it to excite human beings that we come to church? You don't come to church to be excited. If anybody come under me or hear me on television anywhere in the world, and you think that I've come to just please you, you joke. You joke. I come to tell you to your face what God is saying. Take it or leave it. You, re- you take it, it will be well with you. You don't take it just a distance, a little bit away from you. You will remember me. <laughs> Listen to me. If people will follow things taught by demons, then it must be that some human beings who occupy pulpits will be controlled by Satan to teach wrong things. There is no way you can hear demonic teaching except from the pulpit. And the pulpit could be television, Christian television is a pulpit, church is a pulpit, crusade and all those stuff. A man has just come to town, he's powerful, you will follow him. It's Satan you just followed. If you are truly born again, the power is in you. And you are looking for a powerful man. How nonsensical that is. You, you imagine it. It is like people who believe that they have to go to a particular mountain to pray. Haven't Jesus said it in John chapter, chapter uh, 4, that the time has come that no man will go to this mountain to pray or that mountain, but that the worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. It is strange for some Pentecostal people to believe that there is a particular mountain of power, of power. Who told you that, devil? Devil. Haven't Jesus said that there is no such? How can any man tell you that there is a man? Jesus said to that woman of Samaria that, he said her father used to go to this mountain where this mountain of power, that's where Moses got uh, his revelation. And Jesus said that, look, that is where God revealed himself to Moses. But this is a new dispensation. This is the time of Jesus Christ. Man will not worship God on mountain anymore. He says that those who worship the Father will worship the Father in spirit. And, into, and he said, such the Father seeketh. So which means if a, a Christian believes that he has to get to a particular mountain before he can seek God, God will not seek you. Because God will not seek a person to go to mountain, Jesus says so. He says God seek those who have Jesus in their heart. How many mountains do you have in Nigeria? I'm going there to go and tell the people. Some people are going to mountain, they crashed and had accident and died. So is that God they are going to serve? If you are going to, the, to, to serve God, you have accident and die. Why wouldn't God protect you? If it was God you are going to meet, he would protect Look, when God, there are many things in my head. When Samuel was presiding over prophets in Ramah, the whole of Ramah was protected. A whole city. And the killers ran to kill David. David ran to Ramah. And the killers could not kill him. Because one man is in Ramah. And then Saul, who is the the author of murder? 
By the time he came, from the boundary, the Spirit of God hit him. That is the kind of man I want to be. What about you? That's what we are. Jesus said, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I will be not wherever mountain. Christians should stop going to prayer mountain. There is no prayer in any mountain. By the time you are leaving your house, going to the mountain, some other people have asked God for what you are going to look for a mountain, and they have received it. You are still going to the mountain. (laughs) Oh my God. I hope some people won't like me. And I don't like them. I don't like people who deceive other people. I, just, I feel like I can open the head of people and just put the Bible there. Let the Bible speak. So therefore, we know that First Timothy chapter 4 verse 1 points to the fact that human beings will teach. But demons will be teaching through their mouth. Because people will follow things taught by demons. Now let me give you just a breakdown down. Jude chapter 4. Uh, Jude verse 4. Let's look at these men that Satan will use to teach. He says, For certain men whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. They are godless men who change the grace of our God into a license for immorality. And he's talking about sexual immorality here. All sexual immorality. All on standard sex, sex. If you are not married and you are having sex, it's fornication. If you are married and you have sex out of your marriage, it's adultery. Somebody don't believe it. <laughs> Go and read the book of Proverbs 6. It says that if you don't desist from it, arrow will pierce your liver. It has pierced the liver of many. I'm not talking about that today, but I'm helping you understand that the Bible talks about rebellious members. People who will come, that we're talking about deceiving spirits and demonic teaching. They will mingle with the church, and they begin to tell you that grace covers all things. I can be reckless, it doesn't matter. And they will be committing sexual immorality in the church. The Bible says they say that the grace is a license for immorality. And deny Jesus Christ, our, Lord, our only sovereign and Lord. Deceiving spirits walk through rebellious members. Look at verse 16. He says, these men are grumblers, number one. Two, fault finders. You have people in church that they will always find fault in everybody. They are rebellious members. Nobody visits me, and you have never visited anybody's house. I was in hospital, nobody came for me. When others are in hospital, where were you? The house of God is not a place for grumblers. They are rebellious human beings. They will mingle with you. They will be finding fault in everybody except themselves. Watch it. They are forefinder. They follow their own evil desires. Gossip. Name it. Counsel of the wicked. They, they walk in the ways of sinners. They delight in evil. They boast about themselves. Empty boast. Pray, tell us what God is saying. They can't. I mean, it's strange when somebody comes to you and you want to pray. And somebody, let me tell you something. Somebody came to me one day in Lagos. 
And he says to me, the apostle, I want you to pray over my business. And I'm, I'm testifying before the living one. He said, I want to pray over, he, he was having, he had a land in Lagos, and some people are quarreling over the land who were, they were in business together. And then they were quarreling with him over the land that purportedly they have. He claimed that he owns the land and the people did not own the land and that the, the people have, they have now separated and the people are fighting him. They are taking him to court and all stuff like that. You know, that is pity, isn't it? Pitiable. You know, why should they take his land by the way? Yes. And he said, please pray, pray against them. And I said to him that let us, he said, he said, I want to know the will of God. I said, let us pray now. He said, no, I don't expect to pray now. I expect you to go and seek God and come back and tell me. Yes, 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 yes. yes. There are some leaders, when you go to them, they will tell you, okay, go. I will tell you what God is saying. My God speak on the spot. And I told the man that, what did you just say? He said, go. I expected you as a man of God, you know, you pray and you, when God speaks to you, talk, call me. I said, no, that's not man of God. You have just told me something now. That you are, you are in a, a, a business with somebody, some people, four people. And that they swindle you of your land. And that you want to know what God will do. If they swindle you of your land, instinct tells me that God will take it for you. But then... Let us pray. You said I should go and come back. I said, no. Yeah, we will hear God. <laughs> I said, we hear God now, now, now. I said, don't close your eyes. Let's pray. I said, Father, in the name of Jesus. The Father said, that's why he wants you to go. He said he lied to you, didn't he? The Lord told me that. The Lord told me to tell him that he swindled those people. He broke covenant with them. The agreement they had, he did not stand on it. So, where does he want salvation? From God over deception. Tell him that the land will be taken from him. I said, sir, in Jesus' name, amen. Stand up. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah forevermore. (laughs) Hallelujah forevermore. Our God is good, Joe. The spirit of truth, Jesus said, when it comes, it will lead you into all truth. I said, sir, you are the one who sent you those people, look. <laughs> he sat upright. I looked into his eyes. I said, the Lord told me that that land will be taken from you. Because he told me before that, my spiritual father told me that they will not be taken. If your spiritual father had told you that, why are you asking me? Because your spiritual father, you just tell them, they just pray, you know. You demanded prayer over a wrong thing. They just pray for you. I said, let me tell you. The Lord said they will take that land from you. Listen to me. This is pathetic. I said, you won't have that land. Because you frauded them. You are the fraud. You know, they were telling somebody is coming to you. <laughs> he didn't know that our possibilities is different. <laughs> if he's my member, I will tell him straight away. Hey, where did you get there? That is not what I taught you. Go and give the land back to them. Do you know something? After I spoke to him, he eventually... Uh, uh, so what should I pray now? I should pray that God should let them take the land. Go and give them their land, I said. He left me and went away, but the man died. And they took the land. He's a Christian, Pentecostal Christian. 
Hmm? Look, it says, these men are grumblers, small fighters. They follow their own evil desire. They boast about themselves and flatter others to their own advantage. Look at verse 17. But dear friends, remember what the apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ foretold. They said to you, in the last days or times, there will be scoffers, scoffers, who will follow their own ungodly desires. In church. In church. I have five more minutes. Now, we have seen members. This is members for uh, Jude spoke about. Now let's look at fallen ministers. Because that scripture in First Timothy says that they will, they, will, they, will, they will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Now Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 15 to 21. So demons will deceive people through members. That's what I've, written, I've read to you. People who believe that we are Christians, we can do anything. Do you know something also? I've heard people singing a worldly song in choir for praise and worship. I went to a church, and uh, the pastor took microphone. He said, one love, one love, let's come together and feel all right. Praise and worship. I was there. <laughs> I don't know that song, but you know, I know that it's Bob Marley who sang. Is he one love, one love, one love? One world, one love. One love, one, one heart. Okay, I don't know. So, let's get together and see. see uh, so, and they were using that for praise and worship. And everybody in the church was jumping. They were jumping. And I looked at them as sheep without shepherd. You know, some people say that you should, you should, we should, we should, we can sing world song. No, let me tell you. Every song came from a spirit. Either the spirit of man, or the spirit of the devil, or the spirit of God. No other way song comes. It is the spirit that sings song. And whenever you sing a song, the spirit who is the author will manifest. Because that song is to invoke the same spirit. Okay? So if you have all this there, jaga, jaga, jung, down, jung, in your house, that's what you are listening to. I, I don't know what they do it now. They do all this stuff. <laughs> As you are, yeah, you are listening, Demons are who are we? They are all coming to the house. And <laughs> you know, you know, I saw them on television. They took a um, record and they were squeezing it. <laughs> Some noise. So those noises are even irritating. Very, very irritating. And, or you are looking to the one who are rapping. I don't know how they do. They are rapping, they are rapping, 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 rapping. The rap spirits will enter your house. Yes, and when they come in, it's not easy to tell them to leave. Because they will tell you, you invited us. <laughs> if you bind them in the name of Jesus, they will bind you too in the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> they say, Jesus, you know that we didn't encroach. By his own invitation, we came. How can he bind us? We bind him too. In the name of Jesus. They pray for mercy. Demons ask Jesus for mercy, isn't it? Ah, the demon Gadarene. All of you went with me to Israel last time. You remember when we got to Gadarene? The demon of Gadarene said to Jesus, Please, up to today they are still begging Jesus. Especially when you invited them by your naivety. They said, ah, This is our own myth now. It will take serious prayer to deliver you. 
Watch your ear here all the time. If you sing songs of Christians, the angels who, who brought the song will always come into the area. That's why all manners of disaster happen around believers. Who feel that when we, it doesn't matter. I, I have my mind. When I talk to you about um, secularism, you'll be very, very sure. Now, let me just finish this one. So, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, 21. First ministers, do your best to present yourself to God as an approved workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Now, avoid godless chatter because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. They are teaching, that is what I want to look at. Their teaching will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus. These are ministers who have wandered away from the truth. Yes, they say that the resurrection has already taken place. That was their own lie then. And they distort the faith of some. Of some. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with the inscription, The Lord knows those who are His, and everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must do what? Come on now, must do what? Say it very loud. Say it very loud. Yes, you must turn away from wickedness. If you don't turn away from wickedness and you turn to wickedness, then the reverse. It means you haven't confessed the Lord. You only profess the Lord. They are two different things. To profess is different from to confess. To confess is a function of admittance. To profess is a function of maybe I know. Listen to me, therefore. Deceiving spirits and demonic teaching. Finally, on that, Paul wrote in the book of Acts 20, 29, 30. I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock, even for your own number, not from, 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 from your own number, men will rise and distort the truth in order to draw disciples after them. You have heard this let me read this to you. You know, some, there is something very common in Pentecostal movement now. Somebody would be a member of the church. Nobody knows him. He's an honorary member. And God didn't call him at that time. The moment you appoint them as pastor, and then you, are now, you are, uh, appoint them to oversee some people, and after you have given them authority over people, and they are preaching, they are preaching, they too felt that, ah, what's the matter? God is calling me too. Are you with me? That's what he says here. Even from your own number, from your church, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. If you follow a man who pulled away from a church, you better go back to where you came. Because I have seen a hand cut off from the body and the hand was still jumping. People will say, it's a living hand. But you know it's cut off. It's just a few more minutes. Then you will recognize that he's not connected to life. Every Christian should think before you follow a man. 
Before you follow a person, you must first judge whether you know where you are going. A man who does not know where he's going, you follow him. Jesus said the blind will lead the blind, they will both fall into pits. When I talk to you about my calling, has it changed? Has my testimony changed over the years? No, the Lord appeared unto me also. I can tell the story in my dream. I can tell the story when I'm awake. I was a lance of you. That's all I want to become. That's all I want to do. But Jesus appeared to me, walked into my room. Like you're talking to me, I talk with him. All right? That is the reason why today he confirms that he has sent me. With the grace that follows my ministry. With the kind of life I live. Different to many. I don't rush in and rush out in meetings. I don't finish meetings and have bodyguards guarding me. I wait from members. I don't go about with men pump, pumping all over the whole place to make us look like some ragamuffins. I don't do that. Yeah. Whoever called you determines is reflected by what you do. I do like the one who appeared to me. If Jesus was here, he would be among you. I am among you. He will be available to you. I'm available to you. Jesus will sit down with you. I sit with you. We go to party. I sit in your table. I eat with you. I dance with you. I play with you. You rejoice. I rejoice. I don't come to your party and go by two hours. Hey, listen to me. General overseer. General commander. General bishop. Ajizan General. <laughs> Whatever name you give me, hello? At the end of the day, if I'm a father to you, then how can I show that I'm your father? If you have wedding, I stay there. People go, I see them in. I'm watching you to see whether there's anything I can do to help you. I don't say I'm the general, but I say, oh, Bishop, I have this cross means to serve, not to boss. This cross. If a man wears this cross, he's a servant of all. I would mean now. So I will be in your wedding. I will be there for you. I watch you through. I to make sure everything is going on fine. If there is a need, I suspect. Look. <laughs> do you know why I'm like that? I tell you to do something, I do it. Just to help you. I'm going to school now, not because I need education. It's because of you. And I'm achieving why I'm going to school. Because all the young ones in CFT... Go get us. All the, uh, their fathers move ahead. Everybody is adding values to them. That's what I want to achieve. Because Jesus will do first before he teach. Are we together now? Acts chapter 1 verse 1. In the former book of Theophilus, I wrote concerning what Jesus began to do and to teach. And when I say to you to know the Bible, I also know it myself. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. Satan cannot call white black for me. Amen. Forevermore. A demon cannot appear to me and say it's an angel. I will bust him out, man. When you see me wild, it's when devil manifests. But to man, I cannot be wild. He came to set the captives free. So, I am what Jesus would have been if he's among you. Because he appeared to me. So if anybody say God is calling him, ask him who appeared to you, when, on what occasion. <laughs> I'm talking about pioneer. It's different from pastors posted. 
I have that privilege because everybody that God sent to pioneer a walk, that is the procedure in the Bible, even to Paul. And it cannot change in our lifetime. I can mention many people to you, like Apostle Joseph Ababalola, who I emanate from, Prophet Obadari, who lay hands on me. After he was laid hands on by Professor Babalala and the rest of them, if we are sent to pioneer, it is a heavy task to pioneer. If God didn't send you, he won't give you the grace. You can't pioneer for God. God will not support it. It's like Dr. Ajigini now. Can I come and work for you in your hospital as a surgeon? You, you have somebody to operate, and then in the church, I say, I'm your, I'm your pastor. What do you mean? How can I? I'm your pastor, so I just take your stethoscope, put it in my head, carry your white gown. I know the address of the place, and I came. I said, I, hello, guys. I've come for, pastor, uh, for Dr. Ajigini because the operation today is about Ania, and I want to, to work for my <laughs> I'm sure that they will phone two people there. They will first phone the people who can section... Who can give me injection to send me somewhere else? <laughs> and to come and give me injection. Then they will call police that in case I resist arrest. Hello, they will just cool me down, give me coffee, give me tea, pacify me. That, okay, we'll do the operation together. Don't worry, just a little, just a little, until they will brag me there. So, how can people wake up and say that God is calling me to? Dr. Adigini is a surgeon by grace. I am an apostle by grace. Are we together now? Satan, deceiving spirit. Well, put this in your mind. We're going to look at the signs of false prophets and false teachers when we come in, and we're going to look at secularism. Uh, let me just read this to you. Second Peter 3, 1 to, 2, 1 to 3. It says, But there will be false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies. And the word heresy means belief or opinion contrary to sound doctrine. Check in the dictionary. Even denying the sovereign Lord who brought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves, many will follow their shameful ways. Ministers, who don't behave like Jesus, don't copy them. Don't copy them. I'm telling you, they, it is the spirit in a man that, that, look, how you look is according to your thought this morning. I with me now. Be careful who you follow. I will follow a man that looks just normal, but he's deep in God. Come on now. <laughs> Hallelujah. We can impose everything. Many, you know, we can copy many things. I played the prophecy of this year to you last week. I'm going to play it to you again by end of this month. When I stood before you on the 31st of last, last year, December, entering the new year, and you were waiting to hear what God has for the nations. And I began to tell you what will happen in the nation, not shaking my head and, and jumping and kicking somebody because I'm prophesying. I was just talking like this when I was prophesying. And told you what will happen in England, and it is happening. Told you what will happen in Hawaii, it has happened. It has happened in Guatemala. Told you about Trump and all the division going on with the, with the G7 now, with the, the G whatever they call themselves, and United Nations coalition dividing, and the division in the, in the UK, in the UK itself. And telling you, I remember I told you before too, 
that, you know, Scotland will break away. At the time they wanted to break away, I told you that they will fail. Did they not fail? At the same time, I told you that God said in two and a half years, an opportunity will come again and they will go and they will succeed. Watch it out. Watch it out. I will follow a man like that. I told you who will win the election of America before Trump ever showed up. And when Trump showed up, I said, that is the man when he was talking rubbish. Yeah, he was talking rubbish. And God said that that's why I want to use him. He's bold. He's talking rubbish now, but I will use him. Excuse me. When everybody said that he will never win, I went to bed. Did he not win? I told you before Obama won. Before Obama was elected, Obama will be elected. I told you about the prophet president of Nigeria when, when they did not believe. When people were saying that he will never win. Many people, if not all, I told you how long he will rule. I will follow a man like that. I may not be able to tell you that I have a Rolls Royce yet. <laughs> I may not be able to tell you that this, my wristwatch, is a Rolex. Everybody is using Rolex because you roll it in your hand before you wear it, isn't it? It's Rolex. All of us are Rolexes. Hallelujah. Only some Rolexes from Death High Street, some are from Jankara. Hallelujah, somebody. I may not be able to tell you that I wear a designer suit. Eh? I wear a designer suit. And then chain up myself like a gangster. And then say to you, say amen. I say amen. God will bless you, amen. And all your tithes, I put it in my pocket. Bring the tithe to the foot of apostle. And I collect all your money. Those who collect it, they will vomit it one day. Those who mislead the youths, they will be drowned one day, Jesus said. Come on, listen to me. I know where I'm coming from. And I know where I'm going. I know the one that is leading me. He never puts to shame. Listen, therefore, satanic deception in the last days. You and I have an obligation not to follow deception. Don't deceive yourself. Don't deceive God. Don't deceive man. The deception of Satan in these last days will not overcome you. I say it will not overcome you. Shall we stand up on our feet, church, and we're going to pray. The first prayer we're going to pray is this. Thank God for giving you brain that you can think. Thank God for giving you health, breath, and you can breathe. There are some people today, they cannot. They're in hospital. Gasping for breath, lift up your voice and thank God for his blessing. We thank you, Lord, for the blessing that you have given to us. The breath of life that you have given us. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your power. We thank you for health. We thank you for strength. Thank God for all what he had done. Now thank God for the anointing that you have received. Thank God for the revelation that we have received. 
The Lord told me to anoint you last week for sight. And people are having such revelations already. Thank God for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Lord our God. Thank God for the knowledge of the Word of God in this house. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. I can hear your amen. amen. I wanted to pray two more prayers. At the beginning of this month, God told me that before the end of June, there will be no jobless. In CFT, we don't have many jobless. Because this house, if anybody is out of job, if the person phones the office, the office will send them to the appropriate professional and they get them back to work. That's what happened in Christ with Tabernacle. But yet, therefore, a jobless person is a person in transition here. If you haven't got a job, make sure you let the office know and what you are qualified in. Forget the rest. Okay? Because though people are losing jobs in England, companies are closing down, but others are employing too. And God had told us that when this recession begins, we will not be particular of it. God said there will be no jobless. Second thing, God said that we will encounter financial miracle because of the project coming. And after God told us that, that was really as we were early last month, the approval of our extension in this house came out. Over here we have four floors going up here. All right. On this section, by the grass area, we have three floors. The ground floor is um, a, a restaurant and the other two floors. Over here, we have four floors going up there. And we can walk from here right through like this, right through to the other end, to Hall of Mirror. And we have already started discussing with consultants. Let me say this to you. The bank came to us two months ago. HSBC, and they met with the finance committee and said, we, have, we evaluated our customers. I was sent to come and ask you, do you need money so that we can give you? HSBC came to ask us that. And when HSBC is talking to me, if, if, if I ask them for money, I can't ask them for less than $5 million for anything. The bank said to us that, do you need money? And we told the bank that we don't need money now. But we'll call you when we need money. You are asked, some people are going to bank and they are turning them down. Bank is asking CFT, do you need money so that we can? Eh? But then, little did we know the approval was on the way. Now when the approval will come out, God told us that, tell your people. Because of the project coming, I will do wonders in their finances. Okay? Then the project came. Come on now. We are going to pray together. Father, this is the month of June. Visit this house as we have said. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Tell the Lord, visit my finances. You have promised. You have set us up. Now we ask, oh God, touch.
touch every finance in this house. There should be no jobless in CFT by the end of June. Pray. Tell the Lord, let there be way where there is no way. Let doors open where there is no door. He said, thus says the Lord to Cyrus, whose right hand I have lifted up to subdue nation. He says, I will go before you and I will sweep kings of their armor. I will level the mountains. I will open the double dozen as doors shall not be shut against you. He says, I will give you the, I will break down the gates of bronze and cut through the bars of iron. I will give you riches stored in secret places that you may know that I, the Lord your God, have summoned you by name. Isaiah 45, 1 to 3. Lift up your voice and decree in the name of the Lord. Just be open unto CFT church. Lift up your heads, O gate. Be lifted up, yes and doors, that the King of glory may come in. Lift up your heads, O gate. Let there be abundance in the gates of Christ for the tabernacle. Let us ask God to walk through our mind. He says, and the Lord thy God will give you the ability to produce wealth. Pray for the success of examinations of all our students. Distinction, the spirit of distinction is in this house. There shall be no failure here. Nobody will struggle to pass. Let the spirit of decision rest upon everyone that is doing the examination. The Lord says, I will bless the works of your hand. Let us ask God, bless the works of our hand. For your work's sake, O oh God. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name, we are prayed. We're going to pray one more prayer. In the book of Malachi 5.12, I will destroy your witchcraft and you will no longer cast spell. I've been teaching you about spell. Let me say this to you. We're going to pray. This scripture helps you know that it is spell comes from witchcraft. But spell <laughs> is an English dictionary. It is casting witchcraft on somebody to manipulate their thoughts so that their action will not be their intention. That is spell. Somebody will wake up one day and he should pursue a particular cause. He will just say, no, I'm not. And he will give up. Spell cuts him. Whereas that's the cause God wants him to do. Somebody who is supposed to read, I will read tomorrow. I will read tomorrow until examination is few weeks time. And then he's struggling to assimilate. It's spell. It's spell. If you are read, the spirit that tells you to read is God. If you have been reading two hours every day, you will have come in distinction. You will see people who, have, who are supposed to have great successes struggling to succeed. Spell of the devil. A wife will misunderstand the husband or the husband will begin to suspect the wife for no reason. It's the spell of the devil. And before you know it, marriage is broken. All right? Or somebody who is doing something very, very, that is not good. In a marriage, another tells him that, oh, oh huh, look, what you are doing is not right. And he will say that, what do you mean by that? How can you tell me what to do? It is spell. Because the Bible says a man who is bent on his ways will be suddenly destroyed without remedy. It's the word of the Lord. 
Now, the spell of Satan has crippled many. People should go to church. They will go to church. They will be procrastinating. God wants everyone. God has a, a, a good plan for everybody that is, he created. And God wants all of us to succeed. Succeed excellently. You should succeed to the place where by your success is a threat to those who don't want to be successful. Are we together now? We're going to pray. Every witchcraft and spell destroy. You know, those who went to the evangelism last week, they met a witch in the streets, casting spell on people. Did you not hear it? They confronted that witch and he ran. And the moment the witch ran, few minutes, somebody dropped dead there. They have to command life back into that person to, to resuscitate it. And it's not, this is not night. This is not Abelkuta. It is London. This is London, United Kingdom. Witchcraft is not from Bagura. Witchcraft is English word. You don't understand what I'm saying to you? Satanism, Satanism is not from Caribbean. It is English word. Or India. You know? So we're going to pray. Every work of witchcraft we destroy. Then every spell over us, over our children, our household, we destroy by the blood of the Lamb. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Anyone under a spell among us, we, we free them. We free their soul in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We destroy the works of witchcraft over our lives. We destroy every spell. The Bible says, I will destroy your witchcraft and you will no longer cast spell. We destroy the works of witchcraft. We destroy every spell. Destroy your power manipulation. Begin to declare, our minds shall be fruitful. I have the mind of Christ. My children will operate the mind of Christ. Every spell over my children I destroy in the name of Jesus. Every spell, pray for your husband, pray for your wife. I destroy every spell over my life. Anything that will make me behave contrary to God. Father, may you destroy them by your mighty power. Let there be a goal between me and them. Karobalondra Sakapata. Father, we bless your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Let me pray for you. Mommy spoke from the book of Psalm 64 today, and I want to pray over you from it. It says, hear me, O God, as I voice out my complaint. Protect my life from the threats of the enemy. Every threat of Satan against you, may the Lord protect your life. It says, hide me from the conspiracy of the wicked, from the noisy crowd of evildoers. They sharpen their tongue like sword. 
and aim their work words like deadly arrow. They shoot from ambush at the innocent man. They shoot at him suddenly without fear. They encourage each other in evil plan. They talk about hiding their snares. They, they say, who will see us? They plot injustice and say, we have devised a perfect plan. Surely the mind and heart of the man is cunning. You want to, I want to pray this for you. It's, it talks about, it says that, hide me from the conspiracy of wicked men. I pray in the name of the Lord. People who speak contrary when it's time for promotion. When a committee shall sit down to decide about promoting you, somebody who the devil can use to oppose it and stop it, I bind them in the name of Jesus. People who sit together to conspire evil to innocent people, who will talk about you when you do not know it, and plot how to sabotage your effort, may they not prosper. People who will use their mouth to slander you with the intention to relegate you. People who are waiting for you, for, 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 your, for your fall, that they may laugh at you. May they see your rising. And before them, may the Lord glorify you. People who have drawn a limit to your life, may the Lord remove their boundary. May the Lord take you far beyond your expectation. In this month of June, the word I speak will happen to you. The God of heaven will visit your home. He will transform your life. He will heal your body. Somebody having pain in the left part of the chest to the the left part of the scapula, you are healed right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every form of pain and disease in your body are taken out in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. For by his stripes you were healed. If your kidney is sick, receive brand new kidney. If your liver is sick, receive brand new liver. If your heart is failed, receive brand new heart. Any organ of your body that has packed up, receive replacement in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Bible says he sent his word and he healed his people. You are free from your infirmities. Somebody that always have evil thoughts. And the evil thought has pushed you to the place that you are fed up. Set free in the name of Jesus. Your heart and mind begin to produce good fruit. <coughs> the spirit that brings wrong, bad fruit, I banish them from your life forever in the name of Jesus. Our God and King, the Lord Almighty has sworn, Isaiah 24:14. Surely as I plan, Isaiah 14:24. Surely as I plan, it shall be. As I purpose, it will stand. The plans of God for you shall be. The purpose of God for you shall stand. The Lord will destroy the Assyrian in your land. He will break their yoke from your neck. And all that heaven has written concerning you shall be fulfilled. So shall it be. And so it is. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Some 